still speak to you today. Uh, I was, we were singing the songs there, a thought come over me about the benefits that we have of heaven. And when we think of benefits of heaven, I'll share one of those benefits today. I didn't have no story to tell to start this message, uh, but that came to me as we were singing the benefits that we have of heaven. You know what? The benefits we have of, of being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The benefits as a child of God, knowing that he is your father. What a wonderful name he has. The benefits that we have, oh, we can start popping them like popcorn. The benefits, of course, uh, I go to prepare a place for you, right? Uh, We've got a place prepared to us that when this body here, uh, when this mortal puts on immortality, and and when this body here sees that place, that's a great thing. But you might say, well, now, wait a minute. I'm glad of that, but I want to know about the here and the now. I want to know what the benefits of being a Christian are here and now. Well, guess what? Look around you. You have brothers and sisters in Christ that will be there for you just as Aaron and Ur lifted up Moses' hands when he was weak and they saw that the battle was beginning to overcome them. But when they raised his arms back up, guess what? A victory came back. When you're weak, you're not alone. When you're weak, you have a brother or sister in Christ that is here to lift you up and to let you know you're not in this alone. That's a great benefit. You are not alone. That's why we are called brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, the many benefits that we have to know that our name is written in that Lamb's book of life. The many benefits that we have that we can rejoice about that fact. That we can rejoice of all of those benefits that we have and we just go on and go on. But there's a great benefit being a child of God that you have right now within you. That great benefit that you have that I simply want to speak on a little bit this morning is prayer. Now, let's face it, sometimes it's easy to get into the way where we, we want to prayer, uh, pray to God, and we want God to put his rubber stamp on our approval of our prayer, of just how things ought to be. And God, this is my prayer, and I want you to answer it, stamp it, and let's move on. I've got something else along there. Uh, so often, that's how we pray, and that's not how God taught us to pray. I'm going to read out of the book of Luke today. I don't guess I told you, you can be turning to Luke 11. I get a little excited, but we ought to be, right? Are you excited that you're here today? Are you excited? Huh? Listen, we could be a lot of places today that we wouldn't be so happy about being, but you ought to be happy that you're able, first of all, health-wise even to be here. Because when we think about that, we can rejoice We can rejoice in the fact that God has delivered us. God has kept us safe. God has brought us through. God is with us. His name shall be called Emmanuel. The angel said, God with us. Aren't you glad of that today? I know that he's with me. Isn't that a great benefit? Because when he saved me, I guess what? He put his Holy Spirit within me. And that Holy Spirit abides in me, indwells with me, lives with me. And I want to tell you something. If you listen to God, that Holy Spirit will speak to you as well. 
We need to believe that. The closer you walk. (laughs) Somebody you haven't heard or somebody that you know well or whatever and they give you a call. They don't usually have to say, if Glenn calls me, Glenn, I know his voice. Glenn don't say, hey, this is Glenn. You know, (laughs) I call you, I don't say, hey, this is Orb. Do you know my point? That's how God is. When we're close enough with him, when we hear their voice, when we hear that the voice of the Holy Spirit speak within us, we'll know that's the Spirit of God speaking. And that's what we need to listen to. We need to thank God for the benefit of prayer. May I share with you, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but there's a, a family children the young people come here one week ago they were without a house <laughs> they're in a house today yeah i took that to prayer it got me to think about how important it was to have a house to go to a place that you can call home <laughs> i am so happy for that family. I want to read to you today out of the book of Luke. As you're turning to Luke 11, you know there are times, no doubt in everyone's life, there have been times in my life when I have prayed, felt like God wasn't answering. And I prayed again and God, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed some more. And you, God, oh, Hear my prayer. And you begin to think, is God hearing me or not? Then you begin to think, doubt comes in your mind and says, what's wrong that God's not hearing my prayer? But may I tell you that God is very present help in the time of trouble. That God hears your prayer. The Bible even tells us, do you know this? The word of God says in Isaiah that he hears your words for you even speak them. That he tells us that he knows what our thoughts is. And he knows what we're going through. I want to read in about verse 5. And if you've looked at verse 11. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll read the first verse in, the, in chapter 11. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, meaning Jesus, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Well, I'll go ahead and read it. Then he said unto them, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day and our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. When you talk about this passage of Scripture, that seems like where the focus always is. I want to go right beyond that today. I want to go right beyond that, so... My passage today comes in the next six or seven verses. And he said unto them, and Jesus said unto the disciples, 
Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey, is come to me, and I have nothing set to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his import, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as he needeth, as many as he needeth. And then he goes on to say, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and, he, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son ask of bread of, of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will you give him of a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Stop reading right there. But we want to focus on prayer today, and not just prayer, but the persistency of prayer, and how important that is. When we read here in the scripture, it says that the disciples heard Jesus praying. Jesus, we read in the scriptures, went and prayed often. He prayed often to God the Father. He was praying to teach us that we should do the same. And the disciples looked upon this, and the disciples hearing this, and one of them said, Lord, teach us to pray. He doesn't say teach us how to pray. I know there are many uh, uh, churches or gatherings or whatever that will start and this will be their prayer. Our Father which art in heaven and go through the Lord's prayer. And, And that is not, if you will, that's not the intent of this. He is teaching us that we should pray. Teach us to pray. Because they wanted to pray as Jesus did. And you know what? When you raise your children that way, my friend, the older they get, they'll know to pray. I remember when I was, before I was young enough to look to see what was on the table, I was doing the, the table grace uh, because I wanted to pray. And if it was my sister's time or my other sister, but when it was mine, we all prayed. They taught us to pray uh, the ble- blessing over our food. We still do that today. Our grandsons, they will, they will pray regardless of where they're at. Landon might get upset if he don't get to pray over the meal. Or say, I've prayed before and then Landon's had to pray. That's fine. That's fine. What I'm talking to you about this morning here, uh, this morning church, is how we need to pray. And may I tell you this, I've also talked to people and and talking with them, and they say, you know, I I, I want to come. I want to believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, But it just simply seems like every time I pray, he doesn't hear me. Every time I pray, he doesn't do what I ask. God's not your servant. 
God's not that. But first and foremost, may I ask you this is what I tell people. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to throw something at you uh, that's just a little difficult to swallow. Uh, but brother, like medicine, it'll make you better if you'll take it. And that little bit that's hard to swallow, uh, John says in 931, Now we know that God heareth not uh, sinners, uh, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So often people will pray and they'll say, well, God just isn't hearing my prayer and God's not doing it. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? You want God to answer your prayer. He wants you to become one of his children. He wants you to believe upon him and confess your sin and acknowledge him as the Lord and Savior of your life. And guess what? When you do that, he'll hear every time you pray. He'll hear every time you pray. You might say, well, God just not answered my prayer. Let's a child of God have you prayed God be merciful to me a sinner save my soul whatever that is that you may have prayed to invite Jesus into your heart have you prayed that prayer well no I don't guess I have well wonder why he's not answering he says he don't know you in that relationship he wants to have that relationship with you first things first Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come in your heart. That's why I said, our father, is he your father today? If God's your father, he's going to hear your prayer. If God's your father, you know what? And that's what he's telling. But the point that I want to bring to you today here, how important it is for us uh, to be persistent in our prayer. In just those few verses there from about 5 to 9 or 10, uh, you never hear maybe much preached upon uh, because it's either the right before uh, teach us to pray or if it's the right after, uh, uh, Lord, ask and seek and you shall find. It's one or the other. But right in the middle of that, he tells us something very important about how we should pray. And so often we, we get broke down. So often we get discouraged because when we pray, we feel that God is not hearing us. Let me share with you those scriptures again. And he said, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey And come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, for my children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise to give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will arise and give him as he needeth. You know what took place here? Let me try to put this in your mind. It's past midnight, we'll say. In the darkest of the night, the neighbor comes over. You're all sound asleep. The neighbor comes over and pounds on the door. First thing you do, you're startled, right? (laughs) You're startled and you wonder what's going to happen. Well, who is that outside? And you hear the voice of your neighbor and you hear him say, Hey! I need some food. Have you got any food? I've got people that's come to my house and I don't have anything for them. 
You know what? It's easy for us to say, well, here's a few canned goods. Here's some uh, chips or here's some this or that to supply that. But I want to remind you of something back then. Uh, They didn't have no microwave. Uh, They didn't have no gin air oven. They didn't have any of these conveniences that we have today. Uh, So when he's asking you three loaves of bread, I want you to realize how much time was involved in the making of that bread. I want you to realize how much had to be done. Uh, the, the dough had to be made up, the flour and the water and the yeast and all that had to be put together and it had to be kneaded and it had to be folded and it had to be laid out to let it rise and then they had to build a fire and they had to put that onto the stone there uh, so the bread would rise slowly and they had to make that and it was not an easy... Three of those. That was a lot of work, was it not? But here's the point. The neighbor said, I'm already in bed. I'm already in bed. Now, this is sort of like a parable. The fact being, the neighbor was already in bed does not tell us that Christ is asleep and he don't hear your prayer because we know the word said. He never slumbereth nor sleepeth. But he's always here for us to hear our prayer every time we cry out to him, wherever it might be. But have you ever thought of this? You say, well, pastor, I prayed and I prayed and I've been praying and God's simply just not answering my prayer. Have you ever thought about this, that God, number one, maybe he's trying to teach you a lesson? Maybe he's trying to tell you not to grow weary and faint, not to give up on your prayer? How many times, and I could ask here, and I'm sure hands would go up. Have you prayed? And I've heard somebody say, I've prayed for my child uh, for over 20 years, and now the child is in church and doing the will of God. How many times do you hear prayers like that? And you say, God, would you please answer my prayer? Uh, But you don't stop praying until that prayer gets that answer, right? Maybe God is just simply trying to teach you about prayer, that you have to pray and faint not. Don't give up in your prayer. Be persistent in your prayer. He knocked on the door and the guy said, go away. And what did he do? He pounded it on the door next, didn't he? He said, listen, I need something. I'm not going to give up. I need this. And so the friend, the neighbor, realized the importance of this man's desire. God, I realize the importance. Sometimes we pray for things that God knows we don't need. Sometimes we pray for things that God knows that will just get us in the wrong direction. And we pray and we pray and we pray because this is what we want God. But you know, when Jesus prayed, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. When we pray, let's pray like that. We pray and say, God, I've been praying and God, I've been wanting you to answer this prayer for me. And God, you've not done that. Why don't you just wait upon the Lord? Why don't you realize that he is wanting to hone you in and realize that if you keep on keeping on, that God is hearing your prayer, that he has a time and he has a place to answer your prayer. But my friend, he wants you, even if you have to go through the fire, my friend, he wants you to realize the importance of the journey that the prayer takes you on. If it was that simple... Oh, yeah, if it were that, every time your children ask something when they were little kids at the store, do you give it to them? Huh? 
Dad, I want this candy bar. Dad, I want this. Dad, I want that. Dad, I want this. Dad, I want this. Do you give it to them every time? I'm telling you what, we did, parents, that our children wouldn't have a tooth in their head, would they? You know why? Because we know what's good for them. We know. Our Father knows what's best for us, too. Huh? Sometimes God is saying, listen here, I want you to pray and pray and pray until you might say, Lord, am I praying my will? Am I praying, Lord, what I want done in my life? God, help me to see that it's my will and not yours. Yeah. God's not going to give us the answer to every prayer we pray. Why? Let me say this. Not the answer we want. Because he'll always answer your prayer. Sometimes that prayer, the answer is no. And we think, well, if I do like I did to mom and dad, if I keep nagging, I keep nagging, God will answer. No. No. But just like the neighbor, when he pounded and pounded on the door, I'm not going to go away. I'm not going to go away. Neighbor, this is important. I need, please, I need this three loaves bread. Once the neighbor realized how important it was. See, that's what God does for us in our lives. We pray. (laughs) Just come to me. I don't remember who it was. Garth Brooks. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered, unanswered prayers. Don't tell me any more about the song. That's all I know. But that's the truth. Sometimes we look back and there are prayers in my life that I prayed to God and I look back in my life and I say, God, I'm sure glad you didn't answer that one. I'm sure glad you didn't answer that prayer. You know what I mean? But yet at the point in time, I wanted that more than anything. But when God sees the persistency And going back to our Father, when you acknowledge Him who He is in your life, my Heavenly Father, my prayer, Lord, would be this. And you don't give up. Walked in yesterday morning before VBS class here. Going in to get some donuts. <laughs> right there my message was. Right there, I mean, what I've been thinking about. I'm meditating on the way into the bakery. I go to hit the front door of Shuler's. Anybody that go there too often? <laughs> go to hit the front door of Shuler's, and right there's my message, what I've been thinking about. You know what it says on the front door? Push. Push. Pray until something happens. I got happy walking in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They thought I loved their donuts, I guess. (laughs) But God is showing me this in-between here. 
You know, we pray the Lord's Prayer and we pray, ask and seek and you'll find. But right in the middle of that, that we don't want to do, so we just skip right over it. Be persistent in your prayer. Number one, it was in the middle of the night. It's easy to pray right before you go to bed or through the day. (laughs) But what if you need to pray in the middle of the night? Yeah. Are you willing to do that? Are you persistent enough that you're willing to push? Pray until something happens. That's what God wants us to do. He went to his neighbor. Neighbor didn't respond the way he wanted. He didn't give up. He didn't turn and go home. When God knows that you know the importance of your prayer, that answer will come. When God lets you see and understand how much value that is, you're going to realize that he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to teach you to push. He's trying to keep you to teach you to keep praying. Keep praying. Because if God answered your prayer every time the moment you prayed it, you think that oh, that's all I got to do. I just put in my order and he gives it. Uh-uh. No. My friend, God wants you to work through the prayer and to push through the prayers in your life that are so important that you're not going to give up on them. He wants you to persistently push. God is trying to teach you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. God's trying to teach you to not give up. You feel like you was in a horrible pit? Ever been there? David said, I was in a horrible pit. And I waited patiently upon the Lord and I cried out unto him. And he heard my prayer and he brought me up out of that horrible pit and set me on a solid rock and established my goings. Out of the miry clay of the horrible pit. Established my goings. And you know what else he did? Why, he put a song in my heart. You see, when God answers the prayer in his time and in his way that you've been praying you're going to be so thankful and so glad that he answered it just like it needed to be. Just when it needed to be. That's what God's asking us to do, to trust in him. Now listen, I'm going to read a couple of more verses and we're going to close. So, because he saw the importance of it, he said, it shall be given you. When God sees the importance, how important it is, then he goes on down and he says, if any of you, I send you, ask, and it shall be given you. Ask, and it shall be given. Well, wait a minute, God. You said it shall be given you, but that's not, that's the answer God's giving you. You understand? We're not telling God how to answer our prayer. If we were to do that, why would we be needing prayer to him in the first place? Right? But he said, ask, and it shall be given you, and seek, and you shall find. Seek, and you shall find what? You're going to seek out the will of God for that prayer, that heaviness upon your heart. And when you seek out the will of God, God might change your prayer direction. Do you understand? 
God might change. God, I've been praying for this in such a way that it's been all about me. And God, it needs to be all about you. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. God's not going to let your prayer go unanswered. But he's going to answer the answer that has to be answered, the right answer. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. He goes on down and he says, Now, if a son ask bread of thy father, would you give him a stone? Well, of course not. Of course not. That's the same way our heavenly father If you ask from your heart and that which you know you need, God's not going to take lightly to your prayer and give you something just the opposite of what you're looking for. You wouldn't do that. Don't expect your heavenly father to do that is what he's saying. Would you do that if he asked a fish? Would you give him a serpent? No. So God's going to give you exactly what you're needing is what that part of this is. God's going to supply the answer to your prayer, what you're needing. Because sometimes what we're asking is that stone or that serpent, and we don't realize it. Yeah. Push. Push. Pray until something happens, right? That's what we need to do today. Do you have a prayer? This over here is our prayer wall. Huh? You see these cards over here? We did that study in the book of fervent prayers. We put prayer requests up here that we're, we're wanting to be bold enough that people can see so-and-so's on drugs. Pray that they be healed from those drugs. Whatever it might be, so-and-so needs to be saved, and that's right there for so-and-so to see. And guess what? We put this up recently, and guess what we're seeing over here? (laughs) Prayers that's being answered. Why? That's being persistent. That's showing God hears the importance of it, and he's going to give us not the stone, but the bread. Pray until something happens. Don't give up on your prayers. Don't say, well, where's God at? God's where he's always been. Don't say, God, how come you're not answering my prayer? God, trust in him, right? Well, this one just popped up, so I might as well give you this as we stand. Be that frog, right? Fully rely on God, right? Here this morning, I know there are people in our congregation, no doubt, because I've been there as well, going through times in our lives where it's really difficult. Times in our lives where you seemed like that God is not hearing your prayer. May I tell you, He is hearing your prayer. Stop to think of the fact that God is trying to strengthen your spiritual life. God is trying to in- in- increase your faith. Because God is taking you through even that valley. God is taking you through that fire. God is taking you through that flood or whatever it might be before he answers your prayer because he wants you to grow. He wants you to grow. 
and trust in him. Yes. Yeah, we're just in a moment. We sure will. I want to come and have prayer with you, actually, if you stand. Uh, but we're going to call on the name of the Lord here in just a moment. I do want to have, because Sister Susie, going through a difficult time. Yes, yes. Go ahead. I'm asking you to. I'm asking. Yes, Sister. Yeah. And it's going to be very short. And it's very serious to me. And what I'm going to say to all of you that I love, and I told you you're my family, I just went through a long, long road. I almost died. I thought, I know God loves me. I know I'm saved. But you want to know what we don't remember? We, all of you, me, Orby, all of you, we only have now time. I don't know God's time. I don't need to know it. But our time is precious. And if we don't have Jesus in here and the blood on us, our Father, which is in heaven. We're going to pray for Sister Susie in a second. You know, it's this quick, guys. And don't wait too late. Go ahead. Push that door. That's it. We're going to have prayer for Sister Susie here just in a moment. But what about you? Are you going through that struggle? You feel like you're up against the wall? Whatever it is. Why don't you just say, God, I've been praying. Help me to just simply trust. But be persistent in your prayer." Man shown here in the passage of Scripture. Just think if the man said, once he heard him say, no, I'm not getting out of bed. Once he just turned and went back home, he'd have felt dejected, wouldn't he? But he didn't give up. He didn't give up. He was persistent in his petition to his neighbor. Be persistent in your petitions to God. God will show you and give you the right answer. He'll supply our every need. That's for sure. I thank God for each and every one that come up this morning, had that prayer. Continue to pray. There are so many as I look over our congregation today. I know numbers here of people that are having very difficult issues right now in your life. Push. Push. Remember that. 